The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business on News Talk. Kevin Doyle, the group head of media at Media Hoosh, which is Hoosh? Hoosh? Media House. Thank you. Keep which is simple. the parent company of The Independent and The Sunday Independent and all of those uh, papers plus a whole lot of regionals is with us, as is Brenda Power, columnist at The Sunday Times and Irish Daily Mail. To look at the stories making the papers today, there are a series of them. Um, RTE is all over the papers in various different forms, whether it's as an entity itself, whether it is as the Late Late, which is coming to our screens on Friday, or whether it's to do with the former host of The Late Late. Elon Musk is making the news in deeply frightening ways. But Enoch Burke is back at the point at which we thought Enoch had settled into just standing outside the school and would be there until his uh, dotage. He's in jail. He's back in, in, I presume it is Mount Joy this morning, Anton, having, and there's been so many twists and turns in this story, but the one that fascinated me last night is that he got a high court judge to sit until almost half nine on a Friday. Because that uh, the court case was put back to the, the afternoon. The school, he's been showing up in school since late August, basically. So he took his summer holidays and come late August, he showed up at the deputy principal's office uh, expecting his timetable for the new semester. Now, just to be clear, he took a holiday from a job he doesn't have. Exactly. Because he has now, the, the court hearings over that aspect of all of this had decided that the school followed procedure and that it was okay essentially the the way that they handled the end of his employment and so he is no longer employed by Wilson's Hospital School in Mullingar but having taken the summer break he showed up again at the end of August and has been doing so uh, for the last couple of weeks in defiance of a court order which says he's not allowed to be at, on the school grounds anymore so the school then went yesterday to court and they said reluctantly, but they felt that they had exhausted all their options. They had discussed things like hiring private security to keep him off the grounds of the hospital, the court heard. Um, But ultimately, the board of management decided that they didn't want to turn their school into the type of place that has to have private security at the gates. So they went back to the court. Um, They made their case in very colourful terms. Enoch Burke, late last night, made his case, claiming that he, the what was taking place was manifestly diabolical and claimed that the court was dipping its hands in blood. We have been we have been asked to choose between a hanging and a shooting, all because a teacher said he would not deny his conscience and encourage children to describe the destructive destruct, destructive path of transgenderism. So Well, he's nothing if not linguistically flamboyant. Well, yeah, so you can see I struggled there to even read that, <laughs> partly because of the small print on this page in front of me. Uh, I'm obviously getting a bit old, but... Um, so it went back and forth for several hours last night. Um, a number of his siblings were removed from court by the Gardaí, has, has kind of become the way of these things. His father was removed from court by the Gardaí and eventually uh, the judge sent him back to jail um, for an indefinite period until he purges his contempt. So we have gone full circle. Now this is tricky for the judiciary, Brenda, because mm. in one case there will be the people who will say, we'll just bang him in, in jail and mm. that's it until he purges his contempt. But if you're the judge and you know he won't purge mm. his contempt and he's incentivized to seek public martyrdom, mm. it's a very difficult needle to thread. It is. And I mean, the, the, the reality is the judge has no option. This is one of a very limited range of blunt instruments available. If someone refuses to, to observe a court order and pay whatever fine might follow on from that, then, then jail really is the only option. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm afraid I can't kind of join in the public hilarity over this story. I think this is very, very troubling, very sad. Um, 
I, I first of all wonder what kind of a threat he was posing at the school. And I mean, clearly I wasn't there and I don't know. But but he's been described as frightening and menacing and threatening and causing great stress. Like we've seen the pictures of him standing there with his satchel. He, he, he doesn't exactly look like, you know, Prigozhin, you know, landing on your doorstep. I, 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 Although I if you were know. a parent of one of the students, would it start to get to you that your child had to be distracted from whatever they should be doing in the school by, by this what? being... By the... someone standing at the gate. I mean, seriously. And now he's back in jail. As Kevin said, some of the parts of his affidavit are quite colourful. He said um, he claimed students en masse had been in support of his presence at the school and would come to where he was standing and ask him for autographs. And I've no doubt selfies as well. He said on one occasion last May approximately half of the Leaving Cert class of 2023 came round the corner to where he was standing begging that I sign their school shirts and blouses. They requested photographs, shook hands with me and, and wished me well. And I mean he has become an icon. You know he was on Valentine cards. He was on Father's Day cards. You oh he was, I mean? he was a Patrick Day float character was, in a series was. of parades. So he, he you, you can see though Brenda how like I'm trying to think back to if you were 17 or 18 and you were in school and there was this circus going on around you and this guy is there you know we all got our shirts signed on the last <laughs> days of school by, by everyone in the class and whatever and maybe the one teacher you liked yeah. I can see how the students would do that 100%. for the rest of the staff room who are trying to get these students lined up for a Leaving Cert exam, I could see how that would be very disturbing and very uh, disruptive. But where does it all resolve, though? Because that there, know. like, we know there isn't a snowballs of him getting the job back. Like that, That is just absolutely never going Which to Which, again, is a shame because apparently he was an excellent teacher. And, and I believe that he's, he's, what he has been doing to, to survive has been doing grinds and he's apparently very good at it. I mean, the last judge let him out of out of jail with the very clever device of saying, look, it is clear the purpose of this, you know, this this particular solution is to 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 compel somebody to obey a court order. But when that is demonstrably not just counterproductive, but actually playing into further furthering his his mission or his his objective, then then the purpose of, of keeping him in jail becomes redundant. In fact, as I say, counterproductive and let him out. So I, I guess that is where where we've got to go. But there again, if you're a judge, you have to be saying, hang on a minute, whatever about the way that I handle this one case, if I allow somebody to rack up court fines of 130 something thousand euro in the knowledge that they are never unlikely to be paid and if I jail somebody and they don't purge their contempt, what does this do in terms of setting precedent? but most people, most people, Anton, don't want to be in that joy. You know, they really don't. And And I don't think Eno Burke wants to be there either because you ask where it ends and I don't know, none of us know where this ends because at some point he is, you assume, going to have to find a new cause but looking at there, there's a video up in the Independent this morning that Shane Phelan took of the family coming out of court last night and like I'm not a body reading expert language expert but it's the first time I really saw his parents looking shook mm. they looked sad they looked crestfallen and it, it really was I, you're looking at the video and you're actually there is a, a human side to it too and it's yeah. the first time that really hit me in this because it has been a bit of a circus and as, as Brenda says in some ways entertaining I'll be obviously not very entertaining for the family of the child at the centre of this which is always worth remembering or, or for but, him either or, mm. or for that family but they, they looked struggling. very very 
Indeed, a lot of careers have been significantly impacted in a way that you can't see how they ever get put back in the bottle. Tech saying um, the Burke thing is the state's fault because you never had a proper secular school system Mm. and had never made legislation to prevent such people from uh, being a teacher. I am an atheist, but I sympathise with them. Another, when is the line between child protection and contempt of court crossed? Well, of course, all the court proceedings relate to the contempt rather than to the uh, underlying issue. It will undoubtedly be something that we will be returning to because I can't see it being resolved anytime soon. To more significant global issues, this is the uh, Elon Musk story. And it's. I think this is, I mean, maybe it's one of those where I have totally the wrong sense of it. But to me, this seems hugely significant. What we have discovered is that Elon Musk, by virtue of turning off or not providing, depending on how you slice it, depending on whose version of it you take, by turning off internet availability to Ukraine's military. So I say Elon Musk, by turning off um, uh, internet availability to Ukraine's military, he deliberately stifled a military action by a, an American ally against an enemy combatant. That's extraordinary for one man to have that kind of power and influence over war, isn't it? It really is. I mean, I don't think anybody realised, as, as I think one of the, one, much of the coverage today is, is sort of marvelling at the fact that, you know, on one level, Musk is seen as mildly comic kind of a character, almost cartoonishly um, narcissistic and ego-driven. But this man basically has the power within this flicking of a single switch. And bear in mind, this man's not been elected to any post to, to change the course of human history. If he turned off all Which is what he did. Like not, he did. This is this. not a hypothesis. This is a this fact that this. has occurred. But I mean, he, he can do it again. He has that power to do that. In this case, he says, and, and maybe there's an argument for this, he said, this was a, a, a planned attack on the Russian um, military, a uh, Russian naval force at anchor. And that that would have been a significant escalation of the war had he facilitated it. Um, now, they can argue the pros and cons of that, but the point is that he had the power to, to stymie this. And attack. it's not just that he's an individual in this, Kevin. He is an individual who is one of the largest American defence contractors because SpaceX has got hundreds of millions, if not billions of euros. It is effectively America's only way to get satellites into space at the moment and to get manned missions into the space from American soil. And he is acting in a way that is demonstrably inimical to America's geopolitical interests. This is weird. The whole thing is bizarre. Like, I've learned a lot in the last 24 hours about Elon Musk that I didn't know because obviously we know Twitter slash X and Tesla and all those things that we probably think a little bit more about than we do about SpaceX because it doesn't really play into our daily lives that much, except that it does in quite a huge way. There's 4,000 of his satellites orbiting more than anyone else. I think it's something like half of the actual satellites orbiting the Earth belong to Elon Musk, which is a kind of crazy level of power to come away from Russia and Ukraine for a moment. Mm. What else could he do? Like, we worry about people spying on what's going on in our houses or our cars or whatever else. What is in all these satellites and all the rest of it? I'm a little bit, and this is the last thing you want in a, in someone you invite on the radio and so on to review papers. I'm a little bit on the fence on the whole what exactly has happened here. I'd, I'd like to read some more because obviously everyone, mm. there has been a, a, a quick jump towards He's a terrible person who's probably on Russia's side. No, 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 no. Hang on a minute. If you get into the thing that says whether or not he made the right call as to which side of this he was on, with the greatest of respect, that is based on the premise that one unelected individual megalomaniac billionaire should be able to make these choices. Oh, no, that bit I agree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the actual incident about whether or not he was right to flick the switch or not flick the switch. Exactly, that's the point in a way. It's the fact that Ukraine has credited him with 
you know, keeping hospitals running, businesses running yeah. through all this war. And then blame them for the death of men, women and children by virtue of intervening in their capacity to defend themselves. Yeah. And at the it's, same time, to take in. he controls one of the world's biggest media outlets and platforms in which he actively en- engages with what we know to be in many instances false information. How did we end up here? This is the thing. And I mean, you know, worryingly as well, he does seem to be a quite a capricious and unpredictable individual. Well, that's the terrifying bit, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, when you consider the power that he has, how did the international community, and I I don't know, because obviously he he was maybe ahead of the game in terms of this technology and and, and just the the extent to which he was able to seize this control was not anticipated. But how has he been allowed by the international community to get this level of... of But the Americans, the Americans are usually pretty good at guarding the stuff that is important to them. They handed him 300 million euro or million dollars of seed funding to get going with SpaceX and then said, have at it, like we'll just hire you on occasion. It's it's extraordinary and it's terrifying in some way. But just all news is local as we know so I was actually looking up so we talked the 4,000 satellites they go over Ireland most days Yeah. so there's, there's if you want to you have to be up early though to see Elon so it, one flew past the south coast at 10 to 5 this morning um, there'll be another one on September 11th when's that Monday is it yeah. at 6.26 Tuesday at 5.45 so they're over us all the time just to put that in your minds apparently they're quite bright as well as yeah. a problem they're pre- there's so many of them they're creating light pollution and they're creating debris fields that it's making like Elon has so many satellites he's cluttering space with them is the and, other thing. and he has 4,000 now but he plans to eventually have 42,000 that'll be fine uh, Tech saying <laughs> Elon Musk is a private businessman if you don't like his decisions don't give him the contracts unfortunately none of us in the studio control federal <laughs> government spending in the US so we don't have the capacity to do that 53106 will cost 30 cents if you want to get in touch or you can uh, get us 087-1400-106. Now, to RTE, because it is on every um, paper, if Patrick Keelty does half as good a job with the Late Late as the Late Late has done in getting publicity for his first Late Late, it is going to knock it out of the park because he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He really is. He seems to have done a series of interviews with all of the media, made himself completely available, answered everything that he was asked. And very, very similar headlines in most of the papers today. Yes, he would love to have Ryan Tuberty as a guest. Um, And he didn't ask Pat anything and he didn't ask Ryan anything. Yeah, he didn't. (laughs) Well, in fairness, he's a very different type of presenter. Then, then say Pat, for instance, he is he's he's more of the Graham Norton school, I suppose, in that he's a stand-up comic and also an actor, and that's and and television presenter, and that's his that's his his background. Um, I, I mean, who he is going to have on as a first guest is going to keep the nation it absolutely a god. It can't be Brian O'Driscoll and Amy Huberman. It <laughs> no. can't be Leo Varadkar. It can't be Michael D Higgins. So where I said to Brenda, I said he needs someone like Sean Connery dug up from the dead. He does, <laughs> you know, like that's the. To make this new and different. Would Liam Neeson do it? No, I don't no. think so. No. Liam no. Neeson's been on them lately. He pops around Does all the time. Did they not do As in, we have to do better than Liam Neeson? Yeah. Oh, I reckon oh, Taylor Swift probably is about the best. Oh yeah, sure, that'd be no hassle. That'd be dead easy to do. <laughs> it's, it'll be fascinating to see because the expectation is going to be enormous. And it, it would have been anyway, but given the summer that we've had, all the more so. Well, this must be the other thing from RTE's marketing perspective. I'm sure they would have liked before all of the summer occurred that there was clear blue water between the preceding presenter and this presenter. They're totally juxtaposed. They are absolutely shoulder to shoulder in all the coverage with a lot focused on Ryan Tuberty's tour of London. Yeah, so Patrick Hilty's moving from London to Dublin yeah. to host the Late Late Show and Ryan Tuberty is moving from uh, Dublin to London. We're not quite sure why. Um, yeah. It's been... 
kind of fascinating. And Ellen Coyne has a really good take on it today in the paper. Where she is basically, Which paper would that be, Kevin? Uh, that would be the Irish Independent, page <laughs> five, and so on. Or online, if you want to be really, if I want to be really cheeky about it. But no, and I'm, I'm not saying that as a plug. It's just actually, uh, I think it's one of the better takes that I've read because she's making the point about Ryan Tuberty that we've seen him as the voice of the nation. And we kind of accepted a little bit of cringe around the, you know, the, the toy show man. We, mm. we accept that when we, when he was the presenter of the toy show. But then you see him in an Oireachtas committee saying the hearts of the little children, won't somebody think of the children? You're kind of like, oh, cringe. And similarly, you know, we know that when someone finishes up presenting the Late Late Show, Bono's going to arrive with a bicycle of some description, <laughs> a Vespa in this case. But then you hear Ryan Tuberty telling that on Chris Evan on Virgin Media, to Chris Evan on Virgin Media in the UK during the week. And you're kind of like, cringe. Don't be like telling the... The, the people over there like the way we carry on over here with Bono giving away bikes to people yeah. and there is this kind of again the similar thing when he's presenting a 9am show on a, a Monday or a Tuesday on RTE you accept that he's going to give a little lecture to the le- about the leaving cert but when you see him do it on Instagram you're kind of cringe again and so there is this kind of difference between the public service broadcaster Ryan Tuberty mm. and what he's now trying to do in London this week by hanging out with Pierce Morgan Chris Evans and the like of reinventing himself as the commercial Ryan Tuberty. And it's actually probably a much bigger leap than mm. we would have thought because we've forever associated him with RTE. Mm. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And in, in the midst of all that, there's, there's a lot of focus as well on the finances that all of the scandal, ha- the financial impact of the scandal, because one of the stories is that despite the fact that we, we were talking about first guests on the, the Late Late Show, if you're in the commercial section of RTE, your bigger, fo- bigger focus might be a sponsor for the Late Late Show because apparently they don't have one. Yeah, it hasn't been secured yet and that is obviously a big big deal. I I wouldn't have thought they would have struggled in the circumstances with a new presenter of of the of his statue. that whole brand association thing do you yeah. i mean regardless of whether you think there's uh, anybody is culpable in any of it if you're a big corporate do you want to get involved in being associated when there's any kind of whiff of yeah. sulfur or cordite about the whole thing yeah well i don't think renault's going to go near it again <laughs> the other anyway. thing while we're at it is that keeps getting referred to as the longest running tv show in the world and this is really starting to irk me what? Thanks for engaging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On that resounding note of interest and confidence, Brenda, thank you so much for hanging me out to dry. That is Brenda Power, columnist of the Sunday Times and Irish Daily Mail. Likewise, Kevin Kevin Doyle, Group Head of News at Media House. The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.